When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 10, Chapter Titled. Picket Fences. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we have a show for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, how have you been, Tanya? I've been good. I've been busy. I've been working. I've been reading. Mm-hmm. I've been watching some TV. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, I've been okay. I've been sick a little bit. It's been quite a year. <laughs> I told, he has a sinus infection. Uh, yeah, I have a sinus infection. It's just another thing. I told our friend Miranda, a friend of the show, slash uh, occasional listener, um, that I had a sinus infection. And she was like, are you just doing all this for attention now? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I got a tattoo. Oh, you did? I did get a tattoo. It's my <laughs> first tattoo at 38 years old. You finally bit the bullet. Finally bit the I I just, like... So for the longest time, like I was a single dad and and didn't want to spend the money on something like a tattoo. Uh, And then I was a um, uh, father of three and husband uh, and we didn't have a lot of money. So I didn't want to spend the money on that. But then as we got more more money and we're more stable, I just had all these ideas and I wanted to do like the perfect first tattoo. He's of the assumption that every tattoo has to, like, mean something. Yeah. Like, it has to have a deeper meaning. Uh-huh. And so he never, ever would have gotten one. Right. If but- he continued down that path. Yeah. And I was just, I was thinking about it one day, and I just went, no, I just need to get a tattoo and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that to Tanya as we were on our way to the gym and she was like, let's go to the tattoo studio afterwards. And we did. Well, first we, we, she realized that it was about a mile away instead of across the street. And there is a tattoo place across the street from the gym. And then she was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It's now it's too far away. Um, but we went and I made an appointment and I have a tattoo now. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. Good job. Um, it's of a D20, uh, D&D nerd stuff. Don't worry about it. Anyway, you know what else we watched? Uh, The watch party. Or the watch the party. The watch party. <laughs> the after party. We watched the watch party. You guys are in for an episode today. <laughs> um, Yeah, we watched the after party. Like, all of it. We weren't even sure we were going to watch it anytime soon. It was like we had um, interest in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were on that Ted Lasso high that made it seem like nothing else was going to compare and everything was going to seem kind of eh. Well, and and I mean, for, for me at least, I was interested in it, but it looked and the trailer uh, and, and even the people in it, like they're fantastic people, but it made me think that it was just going to be like this crazy like party show comedy with like, yeah, there's somebody dies in it. But like... It didn't seem like that was going to be a focus to me, at least based on the trailer. So, like, based on the trailer, you thought it was going to be, like, office Christmas party with a murder. Well, so I'm trying to... um... Because that's what I got from it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I was thinking more, like, there was, like, there there was a, a 
period of time in like the t- late 20 aughts. The 20 aughts? I don't know what That's, you say. It's early aughts or like, so are like the early 2000s. So let's say like 2006 to 2012, mm-hmm. where there were a bunch of movies and things that were like, this is just party time. Yeah, like the ensemble cast, like office Christmas party right. or um, like girls night out or mm-hmm. whatever, where you just have like all these funny people that you know you like, but it's just thrown into this movie that doesn't have a huge plot to it. It's just like shenanigans. And yeah. then, like, someone falls in love at the end or whatever. Yeah, and I think ultimately The Hangover kind of killed that because The Hangover was so good that people were like, well, it's good, but it wasn't The Hangover. Right. But um, even The Hangover 2 and 3, people said that about. Um, but there was a third one, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think so. I never saw it. Anyway, I did. Um, neither here nor there. Uh, is that how our opinions ended on The After Party? Absolutely fucking not. Because you hated it? I loved it so much. I can't even believe how much I loved it. It was like everyone who was just like, Murderville was so good. Um, And even like, I loved Only Murders in the Building. But it wasn't this. Like it was, this was what I wanted all of the murder mystery shows to be. There were like cohesive clues throughout it. Um... You could follow along and you can make your guesses and they threw you like little roadblocks and it was, well, it, it was so good. And the way that they, they played out each episode was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was variety in it. It was, um, no, I, I, I turned on the first episode and Tanya was like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure. And then within... 15 probably less like 10 minutes of Mm -hmm. the first episode we both turned to each other and i looked at her and i went how do you feel so far because i would knew how i felt and she was like i love it and i was like yeah this is fucking incredible yeah um and that and that stayed throughout from that point forward the rest of the 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 season Mm -hmm. i was Fearing the final episode because everything had been so well written and everything was so coherent and 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 for the most part I feel like a lot of these murder mystery things that aren't books like books do it books do it well but like you don't even think Agatha Christie does it well no I'm not saying Agatha Christie I'm saying other thrillers and like murder mystery books um do it a lot better than Agatha Christie and I'm not downplaying Agatha Christie, I just feel like Agatha Christie at the end falls apart. It's always like, well, this thing that you didn't know the whole time. Like, of course, that that couple was married and you didn't even know it. That's how you know that he murdered her. And it's like, fucking give me clues. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like so much stuff does that where they're just like, see, you didn't expect this because you didn't know this the whole time. This didn't do that it laid everything out piece by piece and you had to try to like piece it together and figure out the ending and then it got to the end and explained everything exquisitely the fact that they did the same story every episode just from a different perspective was so good Mm -hmm. because you're watching it happen and so you can pick up on differences in the story. So, like, just... I Be very careful not to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I'm just saying, like, 
you're watching it and you can watch like from the first the first time that Tiffany Haddish sits down, who's the detective essentially sits down and gets a statement from someone and then the next episode gets a statement from a different person it's all from their perspective and so like you kind of get to see like whose perspective lines up but then the stories themselves are told in like that person's personality it's so good it's so good um the casting was impeccable. Well, I mean, I I I loved the cast, but I still didn't think that it was going to make for an amazing TV show. Mm-hmm. And it it certainly did. It it wasn't just a fun TV show. It was thought-provoking and something that is going to stick with me forever. Um it got us talking afterwards about like what shows have we watched in our lifetime that we would label as perfection? And both of us genuinely feel like Ted Lasso and the After Party both rank as like perfection. Right. And I, and, and I hesitate to say that about After Party because recency bias. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, I, I, I'm positive that it's going to stick with me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Lasso had two full seasons that were incredible. Um, and then Steven Universe, I think, is a perfect show. Absolutely. Up until you get to Steven Universe Future, which I actually do think takes away from Steven Universe, but that's just me. Yeah, that's we we disagree on that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, it, tell us what you think the perfect shows are. Like, go mm-hmm. join our Facebook group, find us on Twitter, whatever. Um, tell us what you think perfect shows are, because there are a lot of shows where we discussed it and we were like, that's close, but... That's not it. Right. Like, we both are are in love with Parks and Rec, but mm-hmm. there are so many flaws in that show that we don't like. Right. It's just that the good outweighs the bad. Right. Um, Boy Meets World, again, like, you've heard us talk for three years about this. Um, there's so much that we don't like and so much that we love. It's not a perfect show. Right. Um, the Office is a, is was is a close to perfect show, but it's not. I mean, so far for me, Abbott Elementary is a perfect show. Um, I haven't been able to find anything in it where I'm like, nope, that takes away from it, but it hasn't even finished its first season yet. Right. So I don't know if I can judge it yet based on that. Well, and, and part of being a perfect show to me means um, growth and change and progression. And you can't see that in Abbott Elementary so far. But I will say that there there are seeds there. So it mm-hmm. very well could progress in a good way. I mean, yeah. um, like I said, The Office isn't a perfect show, but there is clear growth and progression through the entire thing. Right. Um, but that that is definitely a prerequisite for me. Yeah. But it's also got to be able to be serious. It's also got to be able to be funny. It's also got to be able to be sad. Like I think, so you're naming those things, like Schitt's Creek is one that I would put up as a perfect show from my perspective. Like, we differ on, like, what we think a perfect Absolutely. show is. And, like, I think that Schitt's Creek is a perfect show. But here's the thing. I don't, I'm not in love with Schitt's Creek. Right. But I don't think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Just from watching it myself. Like, just because it's not fully my cup of tea doesn't mean it's not a perfect show. I 
I would let that be on the list. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if, if I was making a list with you, I wouldn't say, no, that shouldn't be on the list. Right. I think I have way more shows that I would rank as perfection. That's true. Than you do, because I would also put sex education as a perfect yeah, show. I don't think that's perfect. but I, I definitely do. Like, I if you're thinking about, like, thought-provoking, well-written, incredibly well-acted um, progression of, of the characters and um, even just, like, the learning experience of it um, and, like, the relatability of it, like, sex education to me is... V- it is to me a perfect show, right? Um, but you you had labeled like Breaking Bad as a perfect show. I think so. Um, it's it's a hard watch for me because it's so stressful. But I think it's I think it's perfect. I mean, it is compelling and perfectly written throughout the entire thing. Um, and there are there are characters that you like or don't like that really make you hate them. But mm-hmm. I still think they're all well written. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and to me, again, another one where I'm like, that's a perfect show, but I wouldn't probably put it on the list because it's not for everyone is Futurama. Um, because it is a silly cartoon, but it's really thought provoking at times and has really solid progression at times. I, I would agree that I think that Futurama is very close to perfection. Yeah. Um, there are episodes of Futurama that have stayed with me for so long that actually planted like seeds mm-hmm. of thought in my brain that I I have carried with me and had it's helped me grow as a person the same way that like I think Steven Universe has helped me grow as a person um so yeah I think I think Futurama is pretty close mm-hmm. as well yeah, no, there's so much that has stuck with me that I literally think about all the time. When I'm like having adult situations with people and I'm like, well, I think of a line that helps me figure that situation out. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, that was from Futurama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it's also crazy to me because I think that it all started with The Sopranos. I don't think there were perfect shows before that. Like we are talking about a 90s TV show. Um, and I can't think of any show from that period that was perfect because it wasn't until The Sopranos that people realized, oh, you can do like serious, episodic movie style shows. Yeah, like cinematic. Where real stuff happens and you watch things play out over the course of years. Right. Um, and I don't think Sopranos is a perfect show. Any, oh, I was any... about to say that this is new information no, to me. <laughs> no, I don't. But I think it started this. I don't think there were shows like that before that. I think Sopranos happened and then Lost happened based because of the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And then Sopranos and Lost changed everything, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's possible. I mean, but there are... Like, if you think about shows like Doctor Who that have been around for millions of years, yeah. they are an episodic cinematic show yeah. that you can watch as a standalone because what's happening in the episode is standalone, but there's a plot that runs through the entire thing season by season or like cycle by cycle that... If you watch it all the way through, it's like Steven Universe. Like right. Steven Universe, you can watch it episode by episode and not really feel lost. But yeah, if you lost. watch it 
if you watch it in order, it opens up this whole new plot that right. you didn't realize was there before. Yeah. Um. So, like, I have trouble watching Doctor Who now just because you introduced me to having existential crises. Well, and then you had a crisis of faith, and now you're all over the place, and now you're where I was. Yeah. Before. Yeah, but... But for the longest time, Doctor Who was a very grounding show for me mm-hmm. um, and a very like comforting show for me. And I would have labeled it as perfect. Yeah, I, I just uh, I, you're right. Like there were shows that happened before Sopranos that mm-hmm. had running storylines. I just don't think any of them were ever treated as seriously as the Sopranos were. Well, I mean, um, there's like. I mean, Trekkies well, have that's been what I was saying it say. for forever. Well, that's what I was going to say. We had like, there, there was Doctor Who, and there was Star Trek, and there was um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and mm-hmm. and uh, a few other shows around that time with Buffy that mm-hmm. really did follow a, a coherent storyline and had people that were obsessed with it the same way. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they took things as seriously as The Sopranos did, right? And and gained everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they had their, their, they were like, they all had very hardcore cult followings Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until the Sopranos where they were like, oh, this could be like a mass success. We can make this appeal to everyone. Right. That's my two cents. Well, the after party was at least for the first season, perfection. Yeah. Um, Ben Schwartz is an angelic gem of a person and he's so charming and wonderful to watch but like that was the pull for me is that i don't get to watch him in very many things Mm -hmm. and the moment he came on screen it's like he like dazzles um and so you're like okay i i'm watching this for him but within 10 minutes you realize like everybody yeah everybody like i grew up watching mad tv with my friends and i loved ike barinholtz in mad tv and anytime i've seen him since i'm just like oh like this isn't the guy that i loved from mad tv um and i he played an asshole in the after party but he did a great job and comedically he was hilarious like mm-hmm. he did he was so funny just everyone was great yeah everything was so perfectly cast and tiffany haddish is just this beautiful wonderful sarcastic gorgeous gorgeous girl i love her so much All right keep it in your pants um anyway um i we've we've prattled quite a bit about uh, TV. Well, we-, we promised the After Party fans that we were going to be talking about After Party, and we barely talked well, about the After Party. Because it's really it's really hard to do without spoiling anything. That's true. We should definitely have a spoiler cast for it. Yeah, I, I had talked about maybe putting it at the end of this episode, like we would do our thoughts on it and like actual spoiler stuff, but I, I kind of feel like it's still too soon. I think so too. It's not that old. Right. I think... Uh, if you hear this and you're interested at all, go watch it, and uh, at some point we'll discuss it. Yeah. Maybe before season two starts. I don't know. Um, I don't know that we'll still be doing this then, so I don't, <laughs> who knows? Um, anyway, you know what else we watched? What did we watch? Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 10, Chapter Titled? Picket Fences. And can you please blur me up? I can. This The blurb for this episode is... Corey and Topanga attempt to find a place to live. 
It was very confusing to me. I thought this was the blurb for the last episode. Was it? No, it was just tweaked a little bit. Uh, This was directed by Jerry Levine, and it was written by Erica Montalfo. We've had Erica once before, haven't we? Yep. Uh, I forget what it was. I actually looked it up, but now I have forgotten. Hmm, We're so good at this. (laughs) Um, Anyway, classroom or not, where do we start, Tanya? We are not in the classroom. We are in the apartment, the apartment that has switched hands so many times. I'm not sure whose apartment it is, but apparently it's Rachel's, Mm -hmm. Angela's, Uh and Sean's. Uh Um, And... We find out. Well, so else. Sean Sean and Angela are in the kitchen and they're like, okay, the kids are in bed. We're finally alone. And then like Corey and Topanga come out the door of one of the rooms and they're in like pajamas. And, and, and Corey's like, we're hungry. And Topanga goes, <gasps> spaghetti. And Sean goes, I hate these kids. Yeah. Um Corey and Topanga were really funny, though, in the scene. Yes. Um, they, like, descend upon the spaghetti and just start eating it out of the serving dish. Like, they were kind of adorable. Yeah, but uh, then Sean and Angela are like, listen, we've been talking. Um, you have a place to live. And Corey is like, no, it's a, it's a sewer. It's a dump. And Sean and Angela are like, you need to go back there. And... They're like, but it's awful. We hate it. And Angela just says, leave. We just get out. Well, yeah. And and uh, Sean is like, listen, we're just, we're too different right now. We're not in the same place. You guys are married and we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Corey says something like, oh, you're living in a life of sin. And... Um, and then Topanga says something, and then Corey just yells, sluts. Oh, yeah. And I didn't write that down. Then I... they leave. Well, because they kick them out. They, and they kick call them, them out, sluts, which and... they should. Um, and as they're walking out, they're like, we're going to go. We're going to go hang out with our other friends and be with them. And then they slam the door, and Corey's like, do you have other friends? And Topanga goes, no, why did we say that? Well, she's like, what have we done? And it was very relatable because we don't have very many friends. Yeah, but we've never been like, what have we done? Yeah. No, anytime we've we've shed friends, it's like, oh, thank God. That's why we have Miranda and Todd. Yep. Anyway. Are Miranda and Todd are Sean and Angela? <laughs> no, because they're married and we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> That was not a joke at their expense. I was a Boy Meets World I joke. don't think you need a disclaimer because they won't listen. Um, maybe. I don't know. Miranda did ask me last week about the neighbor finger incident. And either you told her or she heard it on our podcast. I don't. Did I tell her? I don't know. Well, hi, Miranda. We're married and you're happy. Wait. <laughs> no. I got the backwards. Whatever. We go to Chucky's. We go to Chucky's. Rachel and Angela are sitting on the couch and Angela's like whispering in Rachel's ear and like they're like laughing together and Rachel's just like, Angela, I've never seen you this happy before. And Angela's like, that's because I haven't been. I'm happy now. And um, they start talking about the fact that Rachel thinks that Sean and Angela need to live on their own. And that she's taken a job as an RA for 
one of the halls at the college. Um, so she'll be living in the dorms. And I'm just like, you don't have to move out on our account. Like, we love having you there. And, and she said, it's not like we're a family. And then Sean comes bursting into the door with a St. Bernard. It's big, it's sweet, and it's leading him into the door. And he says, look, we got a baby. It's like we're a family now. And so, yeah, Rachel is moving out of the apartment. um, And Sean and Angela and the dog will be living in the apartment. Yeah. And then then we quickly switch. Well, well, um, the dog turns and pulls Sean out of the out of Chucky's. And he's like, well, the dog wants to go to the park. And then they all run after him. Yeah. Very. And then very quickly it it pans over to Eric and Jack. Uh, No, just Eric. Yeah, just Eric. Eric following a girl going, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl. Um, And the girl is sort of ignoring him at first. And Jack comes over and starts talking to Eric. And the girl turns around and she's like. Who's uh, in charge here? Yeah, who's in charge here? And then she tells them that she is in charge. She's the new manager. Her dad's the chancellor. She says her name is Bridget Murphy. Um, her dad's the chancellor of the college, and she's just like, she gotta says, love nepotism. She says, you call him chancellor. I call him daddy. And, and Eric goes, <laughs> I call him daddy, too. <laughs> and and she says, oh, yeah, I gotta love that nepotism. And Eric is just like, mm, yeah, nepotism. And Jack goes, you don't even know what that means. And Eric screams, I don't have to. <laughs> So she says, like, basically, she's like, you guys are going to do whatever I tell you to do. And, and Eric like, is so far, we have heard nothing that we don't like. I think just Eric says that. Well, uh, and, and Jack is kind of like, okay with it at first, too. And then she's like, okay, go clean the toilets. And Eric is like, thank you. And runs off to clean the toilets. And... So then she starts talk, talking to Jack and she's and he's like, hey, you you can't do this to me. Like, you think I don't have a rich dad and um, and good looks well, like she le- like leans into him and is like uh, pushing him and acting with him the same way she did with Eric. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, are you going to kiss me now? And Jack goes, I'm going to kiss you never. <laughs> and starts to go on about how, like, you think I don't understand you? Like, we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um, and he basically says, like, I know your whole game. It's not going to work on me. And it's not going to work on Eric because I need to protect him. And he, <laughs> Eric walks out of the bathroom and he's like, the toilets are clean and look at this. And he puts a plunger on his head and he's like, look, I'm a Teletubby. And he starts, like, dancing around. And Jack is like, I don't know him. He's like, this is not my friend. Yeah. Uh, And now we cut to a new house. A very beautiful little ideal house. It's got... Empty. It's empty. Um, And Corey brings Topanga in. And she's like, Corey, why would you bring me here? And Corey's like, look around. Look at the windows. Look at the banister. It's so pretty. And look, it has a nook. I don't know what this nook is for, but it has a nook. And Topanga's like, you're an asshole. Why did you bring me here? And he's just like, what do you mean? Like, this could be ours. And she's like, no, it couldn't. We don't even have jobs. 
And this lady comes, starts to descend the stairs, and she's just she like, like rides the banister. Yeah, she's, she's like, like hello. And Topang is like, "Are you the um, real estate agent?" And she's like, "Yes." And Topang is like, "You should be ashamed of yourself." She says, like, "I'm going to report you to the Better Business Bureau because this man is an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> and you made him believe that we could afford something like this." And the realtor, like, brings Topanga over to Corey, and she's like, my favorite thing in the world is bringing new couples into their first home. They always think that they can't um, afford it, but you always can. It's like a four-bedroom. It's two-bedroom, two-bathroom for $80,000. Yeah. And which, essentially, most people... With, I guess, okay, if their credit was okay, they could probably swing that way better than rent. Yeah. Um, 80000 Yeah. What? I know. And I know inflation and everything, but holy shit, we've already put more than $80,000 into this house, and we got plenty more to go, baby. Yeah, and, and our house is tiny. Uh-huh. Um, we thank have... God for it, but... Oh, yeah. Like... I'm not disparaging our house. It's yeah, just funny. it doesn't have a nook. It's funny to hear the difference. Yeah, um, and also in Philadelphia, yeah, it's in a city. Yeah, and so the real estate agent um, Edith Stevens is like, all you need is a, a down payment and a couple pens and sign on this line and a couple living parents who can sign on this line. Mm-hmm. And we immediately cut to the Matthews living room. Um, so Corey's like, okay, you're going to be so proud of me. We did it. And hands them the, this paperwork. Oh, Amy and Alan. Yeah. The people who live in the house. Yes. And Amy and Alan are like, like, what is this? And Corey's like, if you sign on that dotted line, then we will be living in our dream home. And Amy says, what's that? And Alan says, it's a mortgage uh, agreement for a new house and Amy goes <laughs> don't call our son an idiot and Alan says I didn't and she goes oh that was in my head <laughs> it might be one of my favorite lines on the show ever yes yeah um anyway so they they say you we're not signing this and Corey's like why he's like you guys don't have jobs so when you can't make the payments they'll come and take our house because you can't pay for your house. And Corey is like, what do you expect us to do? And Alan says, get a job, save money, and put a down payment on our house. Yeah. And he and he basically just says, figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Topanga comes over and she's like, Dad, I'm going to call you Dad now. I need this house. I need it so bad. Like, can't you just sign it? Like, why can't you do this for us? So, so she's like desperate too and she's asking Corey's parents i would just like to point out she also has parents yeah parents that are in the middle of a divorce and would love to make things right with topanga they would be way more willing to sign on the dotted line i mean not that they definitely would but they'd probably wait she's an only child sort of she had a sister once. But she disappeared. She's gone forever. Yeah, she's an only child of parents who are divorcing right now. But they don't even try. And then they like put all that burden on Amy and Alan yeah. and then get mad at them when they say no. 
Yeah, they could have at least tried to ping his parents. No, I, I super have more understood Tanya from last week this week. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, Because I am so annoyed with Cory and Topanga here. Because they do still have a place to live. Yes, they do. And they're like hopping around to other places. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah. And Cory just like storms out and he's like, I don't understand this. And Topanga stays behind. And then she looks back at them again and goes... I don't understand this either. And like gives them puppy dog eyes. And then they leave. And now... We cut to their apartment slash dorm. Yeah, it's the married dorm. Yeah. Um, And you see Angela there and she's like looking at something. She's like, this has potential. And she walks over to Topanga who's sitting on the couch. And she's like, when you said you lived in a stink hole, I didn't really think it was going to be a stink hole. But this is a stink hole. And Sean starts to get offended and is like, look at this house. This is yours. There are so many possibilities here. This is an entire house or, or place of possibility. You could fix this. You could fix this. You could put a bookshelf over here. You could do this. And, and he says, like, this is the, the, the kind of place I have always wanted to live in. And Corey is an asshole. Uh, and basically is just like, well, you don't know what you're talking about because you just fell into this perfect life with Angela in an apartment that you just like it fell in your lap and I shouldn't have to fix this up. I'm not going to live here. Yeah, that's what he says. And um, Sean gets mad and leaves. And then Angela's like, had a great time. And then she leaves too. And Topanga yells, don't lie to me. And it was hilarious. It was. They they basically, Corey says throughout that whole thing too, like, this isn't fair. You're, you guys aren't even married. Like. There's such an emphasis on the being married difference between, like, the yeah. difference between being married and just living together. Right. It's. So weird. Anyway. Um, so now we go back to Chucky's where uh-huh. we are just looking at Bridget's butt. I mean, straight up, it's a, it's a it's a camera shot of her butt. Yeah. I mean, in black slacks. Yeah. It's, we're just looking at Bridget's butt and then it like zooms out and she's playing pool and we're still looking at her butt for a minute. Um, and Eric is just like staring at her. And Jack walks over and he's like, you, you got to get it together, man. Like... You can't let her do this to you. Uh, she's going to... Remember, she's going to try to tell you to do everything she wants you to do. She loves masochism. Uh-huh. And she's looking for a... No. She loves... She's a sadist and she's looking for a masochist. Mm-hmm. And Eric is like, I can be one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack says, no. Here's what's going to happen. She's going to tell you what to do. And you're going to say, I'm not going to do it until I'm good and ready, Irene. And Eric goes... Well, he says, like, sh- uh, shut your... What does he say? Like, shut your mouth or stuff your mouth or... I don't know. But Eric... It's very aggressively, It is. Like... But Eric Eric goes, her name's not Irene, it's Bridget. And I wrote her a poem. And he pulls out a piece of paper and he starts unfolding it. And he just keeps unfolding it until <laughs> it's like half the size of his body. Like, it's a three-foot piece of paper. And he looks at it and he goes, Bridget, you make me fidget. And then he folds it all back together again. (laughs) Um, Uh, So Bridget's like over there now and she's telling them what to do. And so Jack like repeats what he said 
about like Irene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, Eric, repeat what I just said. And Eric is just like quiet. And then he says something like, Jack thinks that you're mean. And uh, I think that you are just a sweet little farm girl. And who wants to hold hands. And she's like, take off my shoe and suck my third toe. And he just like drops to the ground. And then she points to Jack and she says, Jack, you're fired. Yep. And then we cut two. Uh, back the married to the, dorm. Back to the married dorm, yeah. Um, Corey, or Topanga's on the couch. Corey is still like dumbfounded. He's just like, we're going to get that house. Like, I'm going to make sure we get that house. I can't believe Sean's yeah. like not on our side. I'm like, still look mad at, at this Sean. place. And Topanga is like, hey, he's right. Like, we, we haven't done anything to try to fix this. Yeah, she's like, we live here now. And Corey's like, we live here? I um, guess I guess we should do something about it. Right. And he climbs onto the couch like behind her and they're kind of snuggling. And he's like, okay, maybe I could try to fix the pipes. And Peng is like, do you know how to fix pipes? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, then I'll help you. And he's like, you know how to fix pipes? And she's like, no, but we'll do it together. Like, we're going to fix this place up together and it'll be great. And Corey goes underneath and he's like, one thing you should never do is turn on the water. But she's already turned on the water and it's hit him in the face. So I guess they had a leaky pipe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make sense. But um, this is coming from someone who has fixed many pipes in his house. Mm-hmm. I've also fixed pipes in the house. It's true. Um, but then Corey like runs out and he's like, well, look at me. I'm Swamp Thing. And like she runs from him and they play like a cute little like, I don't know weird role-playing game and um but they're having a good time yeah. in their place yeah and someone knocks on the door and it is it's kelly it's neighbor kelly, neighbor with, the kelly baby. with the baby and she, the door opens and immediately she's like i haven't slept i haven't slept i don't know she what says, to do. i haven't slept in three weeks i need help and they go uh and she's like i'm sorry was i interrupting something and Corey goes we were playing swamp thing and she goes Oh, I remember playing Swamp Thing with my husband, too. You know how it ends? And she points to the baby and she goes, this! <laughs> um, and Topanga comes over to Kelly and she's like, you know what? We're going to take care of the baby. You go to a movie. And, well, and Corey, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. When she says this, Corey goes, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Topanga takes the baby and she's like, seriously, go go to a movie. Like, we've got this. We'll take care of the baby. It'll be fine. And Tanya turns to me and says. Why didn't they say, go take a nap? And Kelly says. Could I just sleep for an hour? <laughs> um, yeah. So they agree to watch the baby. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is like, okay, she, she, fall, she if she gets too fussy, she only likes Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh, okay, bye. I'll see you later. Yeah. And Topanga starts walking away from the door and she's just like rocking the baby and seeing Itsy Bitsy Spider and Corey comes out from under the sink and he's like, ugh, the pipes. And she's like, did you fix it? And he's like, no, of course I didn't fix it. And he turns the water on and it runs brown and then it runs lighter brown and then it runs even lighter brown and then it runs clear. So I don't know what he did to the pipe to fix that, but he did it. Yep, he fixed the rusted pipes by being down there for a minute and a half. Yeah. Good job, uh, Corey. 
And Topanga is like, oh my gosh, you fixed the pipes. And then they realize that the baby's asleep. So they fix the pipe. The baby's asleep. Things are going better for them. And Topanga looks at Cory and goes, look, she's comfortable here. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Uh, and now we go back to Amy and Alan's living. No, the no, apartment, we go to right? The apartment. Yeah. yeah, we go to now Angela and Sean's apartment where they're laying on the floor, which is something that they had talked about earlier. Like, you're gonna fix up your your stink hole, and one day you're gonna be laying on the floor with the sun beaming in, reading the newspaper together, and it's gonna be wonderful. And so you see Sean and Angela laying on the floor and reading the newspaper. And Angela looks so happy and content. And Sean doesn't. And she's like, this is perfect. Like, we're doing what you've always wanted. And he's like, yeah, this is literally everything I've ever wanted. But it doesn't feel right. She says, aren't you happy? And he says, I'm as happy as I'm ever going to be. And she's like, uh, what does that mean? Um, And he explains that, like... They didn't work for this. It just happened. Mm -hmm. And he wants... To build a life. Right. And Angela says, like, so you want want what Topanga and Corey have. You want to be married? And Sean's like, are you proposing to me? And she says, not yet. And they kind of sad smile at each other. And... Sean says, one day we'll have a stink hole like Cory and Topanga. And Angela's just like, you promise? And he's like, I promise. Now we go to the living room, the Matthews living room. Uh, Amy and Alan are sitting on the couch. I would just like to say, we haven't seen the baby in a really long time. I don't know where their baby is. They had a baby. They just have a, cl- uh, a thing upstairs playing Itsy Bitsy Spider, and that baby hasn't woken up in nine weeks. <laughs> um, Corey, like, bursts into the door from the kitchen and he's like here drink this water and alan's like uh is this poison and topanga goes not anymore because he fixed the pipes and alan and amy are both like super excited like you fixed it and he's like yeah no thanks to you and he Corey says like i was gonna call you to see if you could help me fix the pipes but i figure you would say no you would say no, wouldn't you? And Alan's like, yeah, I'd say no. And um, Corey's like, yeah, so I fixed it on my own. And Amy's like, so how did that make you feel? And Corey's like, great. And yeah, it's, he goes, great. Uh, or he says, proud. And I'm going to fix the rest of the house all by myself. And, to, and Alan goes, oh, you finally get it, don't you? And Alan, Alan and Amy are standing up and they're just like, we had nothing when we got married. We lived in a stink hole too. And we figured it out together. We spent so much time together building our life and it made us so much closer. We bonded over fixing our home and figuring things out. And we would never take that away from you guys by just handing it to you. Yeah, and Corey is like, I'm sorry, and then they hug. And then Topanga goes, Dad, I'm calling you Dad. I need a hug, too. And Alan's like, I got that. Mm-hmm. And they hug. Now we go to the post-credits scene. We're in Rachel's dorm. Um, Angela's in there, and Rachel's like, so you got kicked out? And Angela's like, well, we decided that uh, Jack, Sean, 
and Eric would all live there because it's three bedrooms, so it makes the most sense, and I would not live there anymore. And Rachel's like, so you got kicked out. And Angela's like, well, yeah, and I'm looking for a roommate, and if you talk to my last roommate, who's very beautiful, and Rachel's like, she is, she is very beautiful, and Angela's like, you'd find out I'm a pretty good roommate, and Rachel, so sweetly, is just like, you are a good roommate. I can't wait for you to live with me here. So Angela and Rachel are going to live together in the dorms. Jack, Sean, and Eric are back in the apartment that is in Jack's name anyway. Mm-hmm. And Corey and Topanga are happily in their place. But we switch from the dorm to Jack, Eric, and Sean's apartment because Rachel says, well, who gets the dog? And you see Eric sleeping on the couch and he's just like, Bridget. Your breath is so hot and it pans out and the big dog is laying on top of him just like breathing in his face and he's like, oh, your breath smells so bad. And Jack and and Sean are like, do you think we should do anything about this? And Jack goes, no, they make a very cute couple. And Eric goes, Bridget, two words, tick, tack. And that's where it ends. Yep. Can Uh I... Can I ask you first this time? I've been waiting seven seasons. (laughs) Alden, how did you feel about this episode? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, There really weren't any any negatives to it. Um, Corey and Topanga were annoying in the beginning. I I fully support Alan in the previous episode now. Mm -hmm. I still don't know. Like, as a one-off, I I, I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. But combine these two episodes together and it makes sense. Mm Um, because Corey and Topanga were acting incredibly entitled and it, it, it played out in a way that they learned instead of just ending, you know what I mean? Um, and they learned what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, and, and it made some really great points and definitely for all of the kids at home who are watching this and thinking like, oh, I'm going to move out and get a house with four bedrooms and, um, uh, a pool in the backyard. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, you're going to have to get something shitty and then build it and, mm-hmm. and, and make it a better place. Um, and I thought that was great. And I, I, I didn't love watching Eric be, like, harassing dominated. slash dominated. Like, it was a whole, like, he deserves it for sure. Because um, he's been so shitty to girls this season. Um, I mean... It, I, it definitely comes as no surprise to me that Eric is a sub. Like, I'm not shocked at that at all. Yeah, so what part of that was it where you're like, I didn't like this because, well, it, or that he deserves it. Like, he chose it. Like, he's fine with it. Yeah, but it, he still started. Which is how doms and subs work. I know, but I, I it, all, it still all started with him following her around and, like, pining for her and whatever. Um, I don't know. You're right. I, I feel like that's how it works sometimes. That's true. Um, yeah, they they absolutely could have like an actual successful relationship where like Eric can't at, at this point. Yeah, but that's normal to them. If they I know, if I they're know. like into that, then that's normal for them. I know. I if that was a poor 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 choice of words. Like if that's for them is what I'm saying. It, it might be perfect for both of them that's what i'm trying to say and i did it very poorly (laughs) it's the sinus infection yeah um and i don't know like 
Jack was good. Like, Jack made good points. Everything was good about this episode. Sean and Angela were good. I don't understand why they had to not live together anymore. Um, like, they could still build towards getting their own place. But, whatever. Um, it is it is Jack and Eric's apartment, and it's Jack and Eric's apartment again. All has been recorrected. It was weird. Um, but I thought it was a great episode. Tanya? Yes. How did you feel about this episode? This might be the best episode of the season. Um, I liked last week's episode. Right. For all the reasons I stated last week. And I remember. I, I love this week's episode because it addressed every point. It addressed every single point. And I do think, like, it's so important to bond over creating a home together and and creating a life together no matter what your living situation is like and problem solving together because that's how you get to know how the other person's brain works right. and um feeling proud together a sense of pride is important like we do things at our house and we both have a sense of pride in those little things together mm-hmm. because we we figured it out right um and I I just, I thought that Corey and Topanga, while sometimes annoying, Topanga, the past couple episodes yes. has been so good. Yes. Like, I don't know what happened. They're letting her be comedically annoying. She's like snarky and yeah. funny and delivers lines just impeccably just over the past two episodes i'm like damn it took seven seasons for me to be like oh now i get why people love topanga (laughs) right and i think i expected the opposite going into this season Mm -hmm. but she's phenomenal in this episode um and and even like the Kelly part, I love Kelly and yeah. and the fact that she came in and she tells them like, I'm so glad that you guys live here. I'm so glad that we're neighbors and that the word neighbor is such a home word. Like, this is your home and these are your neighbors. And it was just a really sweet moment. Amy and Alan were so good and yeah. Amy was hilarious. Like, I... Loved it so much. And even, like, the Jack and Eric and Bridget stuff was whatever. Like, it it didn't add or detract from the episode. It mm-hmm. was just kind of there so that Eric and Jack would be in the episode. Yeah. Um, I understand what Sean is saying. I, I do, too. Yeah. So, like, Sean has had to work extra hard for everything. Mm-hmm. So, it was so exciting and easy for him to just take what was given to him and then he realizes like he wants to build a life with Angela Mm -hmm. not just fall into a life with Angela and that was really sweet yeah um will it be their downfall maybe but uh, ultimately the guys are back in the apartment where they belong and Angela and Rachel are such a good friend couple. Like I love them together so much. Oh yeah. I already miss seeing Rachel as much as we used to. Like I can't believe how much I love Rachel. 
And now I'm like, oh, I miss Rachel. Every time she's on the screen, I'm like, ah, Rachel, I'm so glad you're here. But it was it was a really, really, really good episode. And I'm glad that all of the things were addressed from last week. And yeah, I, I forgot to say it during my section, but that having Kelly, uh, uh, having having Kelly get some sleep and having Topanga offer to watch the baby, I mean that that was that was the most necessary thing to me. Mm-hmm. Like because I felt I've I've been her, you know yeah. what I mean, and I felt so bad for her, and and I've never been a mom. I've never had to deal with the extra hormones on top of the lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Corey wasn't an asshole about it, which was very important to me mm-hmm. because he was such an asshole last episode about the baby crying. And I don't know. It was such a heartwarming episode and such a good tool for learning. Yeah. Um, it. It really made me think about the things that, like, we have put off in fixing in our home that, like, we're starting to work on more now and and how every little thing really is a building block for our lives. And it's it was just such a good episode. I loved it so much. Yeah. And that's how you felt about this episode. That is how I felt about this episode. Um, Yeah. And the after party was great. And the after party was phenomenal. Yeah. Some good TV viewing. What a week we've had. Yeah. Kind of want to watch the after party again. Really bad. Oh, no, I absolutely do. I want to I want to rewatch after party and now watch it knowing how it ends so and that I can up. try to pick up clues that I didn't pick up before. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I God, I want to watch it again. But I also want to watch Severance. Um, I slightly do. And now that like we have had that experience with the after party where it's like, I kind of want to watch the after party. Like, it seems like something I would love. Like, I don't know. Now I kind of feel that way about severance where I'm like, I only kind of want to watch it. But after our experience with the after party, like, I feel like we need to. No, I absolutely want to watch it. It doesn't seem anywhere near as funny as, or, or as heartwarming as the right. other shows we've watched. Um, which is why I haven't jumped into it, but I've heard amazing things about it. And like, from some of the same people who were saying the after party is amazing. Right. So, and it is Adam Scott and Ben Stiller is the showrunner of it. So mm. I don't know. It I don't could be know. really good, but I'm still trepidating. Like after Ted Lasso, I was like, I don't want to watch anything that I don't know is if it's good or not. Right. Like, because Ted Lasso was so brilliant. I don't know if I can do it. And so I went into the after party with like trepidation and now I feel like I'm going to go into everything with that feeling. Like we started Schmigadoon and it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, I love Keegan-Michael Key so much and there are parts of Schmigadoon that I love, mostly him, but it falls very flat mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I didn't expect a lot out of Schmigadoon. Um it's it is what I wanted it to be. It's it's entertaining to have on, um, but it's not something I'm excited to keep watching. Like no. I'll, I'd like to have it on while I play Switch. Yeah, I think I'd like to have it on while I read a book. Right. Um, uh, I will say I just finished a book last night that might be one of the best books I've read in the past few years. It's called The Poison Heart, 
And it is a YA urban fantasy that was a very simple read, but also like the story building was so good. And if you need a book to read, I definitely encourage you to read that. All right. I think we have given enough advice on media consumption today. Um, we'll probably go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. Tanya? Yes? Can you tell people where to find us? Uh, you can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved. And then you can chat with us. Do all of that. Tell us what you think a perfect show is. Yes. Um, I'm sure there are some out there that I will agree with that I haven't thought of. Yeah. Because uh, I have a terrible memory. Well, my coworker and I were talking about it at work because I was like, what do you think a perfect show is? She's like, I can't remember shows that I watched five years ago. Mm-hmm. She was like, there is something about the shows now that are just like sticking with us. But like, I can't tell you what shows were like life changing to me five years ago. And I was like, I I can't either. Like, I know I was watching stuff. Well, I can. But what were they? I can. I can think of shows that changed my life. But they're still not perfect shows. Like, Scrubs changed my life, but it falls apart, and right. it's not a perfect show. Um, uh, what else was I thinking? Oh, Stranger Things. The first season was probably a perfect show, yeah. but it fell apart. Right. Um, I am very excited about the new season, though. I know most people are not. They're like, it's been too long. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, and I'm, I'm like, it comes out on my birthday eve, and I am so excited. I mean, I'm I'm as excited for it as I have been see- the other seasons. Bridgerton is a perfect show. What? Okay, we're done. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Bridgerton is terrible and I'm still watching it. Okay, we're done. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 10. Do good. Class dismissed.